Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Wieschak. I'm here with special guest, Ramsey Swifes. Welcome. Thank you. Now, if I got this right, you're a little bit of a comedian and do a little bit of a other things so what got you into what it is that you do um yeah thank you for the introduction um people that perform stand up um they they say that you know oh well men and women are both comedian there's no such thing as comedian and uh i just i i just felt like that I just felt as if that ever since that people weren't being gender appropriating and saying comedian, comedian, that just, I, I don't even, I never decided to, to do stand. I wanted to do stand up, but I did it in a different way because I didn't want to be called, I, I just felt like that was sexist. So I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I, I don't, I, I'm a comedian, but I don't, I'm not a called a comedian. That makes sense. Okay. So what do you like to be called? Um, a, tra- a tragedian. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, uh, no, I mean, uh, just like a, I mean, just, just, I guess, um, a performer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, I, I don't, I also don't really agree with kind of the way stand-up comedy is um, just the kind of how that's no whole, how there's, there's no really parameters, you know, people are just, people just go up there and just, and just, and just wing it. And it's got a 99.99% failure rate, you know, stand-up comedy people, uh, um, more people have failed at succeeding and by succeeding, I mean being able to, um, you know, make a career out of it. It's probably a point zero 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 one percent. So, um, yeah, I just think of myself as, um, I mean, if what I want to be called, I guess, just like like a physical prop comedy performer or artist or, um, I mean, anything but comedian. Okay. That, that sounds fine. I mean, I've known a few standard artists um, that were personal friends. Some of them have gotten into the Hollywood type lifestyle. Some of them have not. It really depends on the individual. And as you said, there's no parameters. So it's really what they put out and what the audience actually gravitates to. Yeah, because, yeah, because I mean, this whole... And everybody that I've ever done stand-up for, I've only performed from 2010 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in those four years, everyone's saying, oh, well, you have to be nice. And stand-up, you have to be, uh, if you're not nice to other people, no one's going to book you. 
And I said, that's the most ridiculous thing. You know, you have to, because stand-up comedy is about being cutthroat and edgy. And now people are saying, no, you have to be an angel. You have to, um, you know, you have to put everything with a bow on it. And I said, well, that's not what stand-up comedy is to me. You know, to me, it's more, you know, no holds barred. You know, it's it's very similar to, um, you ever seen Liar, Liar? Jim Carrey you remember that scene um, where he beats himself up in the bathroom yes and the guy said what do you and the judge said what are you doing he said I'm beating my like that's pretty much the way stand-up comedy is you know you go on the limb you know and that's why when there are introductions to stand-up they try to try to make it out to be more than it is because people know that for example when I talked to the owner of Zany's comedy he said Stand-up comedy is listening to sweat form and trickle down your back. That's, he said, the definition of stand-up is listening to sweat, mm-hmm. you know, form. So, yeah. I mean, people, yeah. So, I mean, people think it's, oh, it's so, it's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, it's so impossible. It's so impossible. And for me, it's, I feel, I feel as if it, there should be, I feel that there should be more of a merit or more of more merit. Yeah. You know, more of a, more of a system to it, to where people are saying, Oh, well, I'm a professional comedian. Yeah. But that's not even, that's like, that's, that's almost the same as saying, Oh, well, I'm Clifford, the big red dog, because there's no, like you, when you were saying there's no parameters, you can't Mm -hmm. just say I'm a, I'm a professional novelist because people are going to laugh at you. So, I mean, cause that doesn't, you can't really say, I mean, maybe, you can't really say I'm a professional comedian. I'm a professional novelist. You know what I'm saying? You could write a novel and not sell any books and say you're a novelist. You know, there's no shame in that. And you could dry stand-up comedy once and say you're a comedian. But for, for people that say, oh, well, you have to be nice or no one's going to ever hire you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that has, that's, that's the most hypocritical thing to, to say that, you could go on stage and you could be, you could say anything you want about, and, um, and people have to be nice to you. But when I go on stage, um, you know, oh, I have to follow these rules. No, I don't think that's fair. I think everybody should be treated the same and there shouldn't be, um, that's why, I, that's why comedy, it should be any party favorite. That's why Comedy Central was, was able to, was crashed was because a lot of party, a lot of Comedy Central, everybody knows this, um, that has ever done comedy, the way, the way that you go on Comedy Central is that you have to pay the producers an money. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sebastian Maniscalco, you know, there's a lot of Italians that go on Comedy Central. And, um, and so a lot of people don't know that when you do comedy, they think, oh, well, if you're a TikTok star, or a YouTube star, or a YouTube comedian, you TikTok comedian, or you go on, you know, um, The Voice that you're going to make bank but you, you're more than likely are paying for that airtime. You're, um, you know, a lot of people on Comedy you Central, they pay, pay dues. As, as, where yeah. it, in the media, it's called dues. You pay your dues. But it takes, if you're a stand-up artist, comedian, whatever you want to be called, regardless if you're doing poetry, if you're doing comedy, if you're doing whatever on, on an open mic, you usually pay a fee to be on the mic. 
doesn't matter where it is. If you get to the bigger stars, the kind of maybe essentials, you're paying a lot more money to be heard. You're paying money every time you go to in theater to stand on the stage. People don't think about this part. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, as an open micer, when you have to pay your ticket um, to go into a certain venue and then you have to bring 10 um, people, I just said, you know what, in 2014, it was January 1st. If, on uh, my channel, Never Repeat a Joke, it, you'll see it. Mm -hmm. um, it was my last show. I, I was saying, you know what, this is, this is not stand-up. For me to have to, to go to perform, to pay the bouncer that hired me and bring 10 people to, to pay $50 more, I was just thinking, you know what? So yeah, that was my last day on my YouTube channel. Um, it'll, it'll show January 1st. And um, it was a lot, it was the same day that Barack Obama um, had exited the Oval Office. Mm -hmm. And ironically, the first I started um, because of when he won his second term, because the reason why I stand up stand up is was because I was um, at a barber and this woman was talking about how she wanted to kill Barack Obama. And I was just thinking that I, I was thinking, you know what, I'm never going to have this chance to where you could just go on stage and just you know, wing it and just because back back in when Brock was here, everything wasn't people weren't policing each other and people weren't saying, oh, well, that's not unisex and gender neutral and gender friendly. That happened after Obama. So there was still, you know, when Trump was um, he 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 destroyed so many careers with this PC being everything ha having to be politically correct and spell check and grammar check. So um. Yeah, I, I got out right at the perfect time. And um, and for those, if there are, sorry, if, um, I forgot to mention, if there's anybody listening, um, my website, RamseySwice.com, is also uh, uh, interchangeable with NeverRepeatedJoke.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, if I, if I wanted to be called, um, what I want to be called is probably that, the, that, the, the never repeated joke, um, you know, I, I just felt like I feel like that that's so much more if people were saying, well, what do you do? Do you do um, written word? Do you do, um, you know, poetry slam? Do you do, uh, you know, improvising or open micing or stand up? I would say no, I, I never repeat a joke. You know, that that's the best, the most concrete and um, the most comprehensive way of saying what I do is what I do. And Ironically, um, in 2010, when I started, um, people have been saying, oh, well, yeah, you do. And that's, <laughs> that's basically, <laughs> um, that's, that's the, one of the biggest um, uh, uh, coincidences that I've been running into is people saying, oh, yeah, you, you repeat jokes. Yeah, you know, a lot of people that, that watch me at, that watch my show or that know me or that are friends of friends, they'll say, Oh no no, yeah, you. I know you repeated at least one joke, and I'm like, okay, well, you're you're acting as if proving that I repeated my repeated one of my jokes during my four years is going to is going to be like evidence and, and persecute me and and 
and remove my uh, my creative license, you know. But the, uh, the 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 truth of the matter is that you know stand up comedy, you know, for for example, Seinfeld has all of his material on Seinfeld.com. So you can't you can't go on go on and say, oh well, you know, this is copywritten, this is copywritten, and so. Um, it is possible to never repeat a joke. And that, that's basically um, why I started it. It wasn't about me, but to prove, um, I mean, it was expensive in a way. And if I, if I didn't make money, I would have, I tried to sell the app. I probably would have went beyond 2014. Um, but the, honestly, the main reason why I started it um, was not only because of that woman telling me she wanted to kill Barack Obama, which I just, I don't know, that just completely changed my my perspective um one of the reasons uh shoot what was i gonna say that i started was because uh um uh, uh man i forgot what i was gonna say just like doing improv you forget what you're gonna say so you just go with something else right i have a lot oh, of friends no, I was in a- different parts of entertainment so this actually happens all the time oh yeah it was one of the reasons why i wanted to start stand up um to do to do never repeat a joke oh yeah um so um i mean i wanted to prove that um that it could be done and um I don't know. It'll come back to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's perfectly fine. I mean, this happens. You get on your train of thought, you start this talking, and then you forget what you're originally going to say. Okay. Now, uh, yeah. Oh, no. What I was going to say is that I felt as if at that time, people will say, you know, wh- why do you number your episodes? You know, why is, why do you have never repeat a joke 99, 98? And I, and I was thinking, well, the reason why, because people used to make fun of me um, about about how I organized or mm-hmm. how I um, how I had structured my show on my YouTube channel. Um, and the thing is, is that I honestly, the reason why I was listening to some of some of the negativity was because I honestly, when I did start it, um, I I felt as if everybody that I felt as if I thought of a piece of real estate. You know, it's like um, the Galapagos Islands or something. I, when I thought it never repeated joke, it, I, I just, I was, it, my parts of my brain lit up and my, my, my ants, my calling, my, my purpose was answered and it, it shook me to the core that the whole, that whole four words, it still to this day. And, th- and I started it 11 years ago. Um, it just shakes me to my core. I just feel, I feel such a, um, a duty towards, towards my website, towards my show. And I honestly felt as if that I, uh, my friend, for example, he'll buy um, bath, uh, to- toysfortots.org and then he'll sell websites. Mm-hmm. So, the, so when I create an ever repeat a joke, I felt as if I was going to be world famous. Like, I felt as if all seven continents we're going to ask to buy my website. And um, so, yeah, that, that was what my brain fart was, was mm-hmm. me thinking that back, you know, 11 years ago when I started never repeated joke.com, I honestly thought I was going to be a, 
not only a multimillionaire, but I thought I, and I still, I kind of have these episodes sometimes where I see, where I think to myself, see, people treat you that way because, because they know they're famous mm-hmm. or people, um, you know, you're secretly rich, you know, and, and I have these, a lot of these um, fantasies still that, um, that I feel that, you know, that I didn't fail at, stand, at, at my website and my show or my app. It used to be an app. Well, let's see, it's the thing when you're doing any career, anything you do, you have a stick with it, regardless of how big or slow things go, because what you do today plants your seed for five or 10 years from now. It's not going to be an instant gratification. You can't be just stand up and four years. If you go to Steve Harvey, how many years did it take him to get to where he's at? Well, he'll say probably about 20 years. It's not a quick thing to do. When you're in entertainment, nothing comes quickly. Yeah. And, um, and I, I mean, I don't really believe everything I read when I see people or hear when, when uh, I don't believe everything I hear and see. And when people are saying, oh, well, you know, TikTok, uh, Logan Paul and is a millionaire. And I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, but the guy's not, I mean, some people are talented maybe, but um, a lot of these millionaire YouTubers and millionaire TikTokers they it's it's you know they they sucker you and um and again i don't i success is different um definition other i feel like i feel i succeeded because i got into a repeated joke thinking that you know people thinking that i would get everyone's attention because people think it couldn't be done and so i i I did i did what i accomplished um but i just felt as if while i was in it um you know, those four years, it was really took a toll. Um, and, uh, and a lot of people saying, oh, well, you're just a media whore and you're just trying to make an easy buck. And, and I'm thinking, well, honestly, I don't know any comedians that don't think that they're not, that their material isn't, have, have some kind of worth. Otherwise they wouldn't, if you didn't believe in yourself, people wouldn't go on stage and give them and, and give and put everything they got in one basket. They, they think that eventually they're planting seeds, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole stand-up industry, it was just, it's just a, it, it's, it's such a disease. It's like walking to a fraternity and thinking, oh, well, the fraternity's so nice. And then you go inside and there's people peeing on the staircases. And I don't know if you've ever been in a fraternity, but I'm just, as for the sake of analogy, I mean, there's, there's no order in stand-up whatsoever. Um, I don't know how anybody, I mean, people say, oh, well, diamonds are forged under pressure, you know, and that's how we got, you know, Dave Chappelle and you were saying Steve Harvey, but um, I, I, I really don't see how, other than doing it for 20 years, as you were saying, like Steve, as Steve Harvey was doing it, I don't really think how, I don't see how anybody su- could succeed any, but anymore. Um, well, it's not, you know, okay, one, we have to get out of the we're succeeding based on someone else's success. We have to stop looking at other people's success and define our own. When you define your own success, then you figure out what works for you. 
it may not be a 20 year career, like for you as a four year career, and that was your success. Whereas Steve Harvey, it's been a 20 plus year career. That's his definition of success. Yeah, I mean, I'm just exactly. And I, I mean, I'm just looking at the way it is today mm -hmm. and the, the way this comedy scene is today. And I guess it's, it's kind of non-existent. Um, but I mean, this whole mob mentality about, oh, well, you know, you, you know, you don't have nice manners and that's why, you know, they won't let you into um, the comedy store or you're, you know, I don't know. It, it, you can't, you know, for, for, for people to quantify talent, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And I don't think I'm a failure, but I just feel as if, and I did get a lot of attention um, and, and traction while I did never repeat a joke because I did, I do feel as if stand-up is, it does help people learn about each other, but the way that stand-up comedy is being um, advertised today, it's just wrong, you know, people saying, oh, it's so easy, you just go on stage and then you're a comedian and then you just go on Twitter and then the next thing you know, you know, it's step by step and it's, it's like a snowball going downhill. It's just like, no, stand up. Google does allow you to create your own channel and, and stand up is great because it's it, it, it challenges yourself. It, mm -hmm. It's um it's a battle of wits, you know, and and it's also great because you get to pe meet people that are of your caliber. But um, the way that it's the way that people are saying, Oh well, he's a better comedian than he is, so he should get more airtime, and and that's that's the reason why right now there's no more like Pete Davidson's a garbage comedian. The only reason why people have any respect for him is because his dad died in 9/11. You know, I mean, the the way that people choose popularity that's always been a huge issue. You know, I mean, for me, if you were if you were to think about, you know, people would have listened to me when I had my app and. Um, if I would have had a little bit more media attention and people will say, Hey, listen, you know, this comedian extraordinaire, he doesn't swear. And it's not about swearing, but I mean, he is kosher and he's also, um, he's doing what's never been done. He, he, people should, should also follow and do what he's doing. So people don't go and say, Oh, well, you know, the King of Austin is Daniel Tosh, not Dennis Leary and Dennis Leary stole all of his material from Lenny Bruce and people are, I'm just like, well, what the hell is going on? You know, I mean, why can't we treat people that deserve, um, that deserve to be, um, why can't we treat people that deserve, you know, respect and and success and um, deserve the attention? It's like, like that Dennis Leary, if you ever remember one of his acts, he said, you know, what we need is more drugs to the right people, you know? And I feel as if, you know, stand-up had so much potential. It's, it's, a, it's a industries, I, I don't know how it's run anymore. People are, it's all about diversity and you have to be, um, you know, very, very um, inclusive now. But you know, I know you were saying it's all about putting off time, you know, and four years, four years is, was a good enough time if I didn't, if I wouldn't have given up that it could have gone somewhere, but I really feel like even if I put in a hundred years or a thousand years or a million years, I, I really don't think anybody would have listened any, any, any more than they did have because people don't think that 
I don't know. People thought that never repeat a joke that I was taking too much of the pie and that um, I just wanted money. And, and I, that was never the case. I just, I felt as if, um, you know, people had their own YouTube channel that everybody could be, could create their own channel and they could all never repeat jokes. And so then I came into the issue that, um, well, that you can, that you can, I don't know. I just, I just felt as, um, I just tried to recruit people and have more, more and more people never repeat jokes so that, because it can't be copywritten so that we could all kind of have like a union and unionize, but uh, it never really picked up. And, and I mean, I see it now and I see a lot of people um, on Netflix and, you know, and I do see people, um, um, you know, getting into the stratosphere or into ether. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, you know, having your own special is, is the pinnacle of success or, um, what comedians that's the finish line that that we want to reach to before we should quit you know um but yeah because back in the day if you're if you are in comedy the apollo was the place to be that was eons ago but that was a place to be your definition of success is being able to be in the apollo on the apollo stage then the apollo closed you know i'm pretty sure you know the apollo closed a long time ago but it no i didn't <laughs> um that's where steve harvey uh Dave Chappelle, several comedians started was the apollo that's where they got found but their their success they had this mindset when i get to be on the apollo because the apollo is the equivalent for comedians as the Grand Ole Opry is for country media. Okay, that's the parallel. Yeah. You have this one place, once you get to that, then you have the mindset of I'm a success. Well, success has been redefined thanks to social medias, to you know, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Twitter. I could go on and on and on. That's a new thing now. If you have a thousand followers, a million followers, you know, whatever it is, that's the new definition of success. It's not being in the 100,000 person amphitheater. It's now, do I have 100,000 followers on TikTok? But where are you going with your career now? Or are you just getting into just having your websites? Uh, well, I mean, I, I did apply to The Voice. I, I, would, I, I really wouldn't mind um, to go uh, on um, America's Got Talent. Um, I did have a show called Arabia's Got Talent. Um, I performed at a, um, at a talent show, um, but... Um, I just, I, I felt as if, you know, I could have helped, I could have really helped add a lot of a hierarchy. Um, and I still do, I still do, I still believe it every day. You know, I, I, I hope the voice reaches out to me. I hope America's Got Talent reaches out to me. Cause I mean, they do a 30 second skit 
Um, mm -hmm. It's like, knock, knock, who's there? Fill up, fill up who? Fill up my cup, I'm thirsty. You know, that, that joke actually won um, joke of the year in 2005. Um, and, uh, and I do see a lot of people on The Voice and on America's Got Talent that you were saying that have been in it for 20 years. Um, but the thing is, is that some people will be like, well, this guy's been working at it 30 years and that was, that joke is not. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's a very fickle um, and ethereal industry stand-up. And uh, I just, I felt as if, you know, the merit behind a way that I was running the system was saying, well, you know, if this guy, if this guy could do 10 comedy clubs in one night, and 10 different shows, then maybe, you know, we should, there should be a different, um, a different way of, of saying, okay, well, he's funnier, he's more popular, he's a better comedian, you know, he deserves more followers, he deserves more airtime. It's like, it's like, dude, just because you know of a friend that's, that go up there and does a baby Huey joke and you laugh that, you're going to go to his next show. It's like, yeah, I know you have to perform more, more times than other people, but um, I mean, I, I had a lot of success to think about some guy to just improv for four years and, and got as much as reactions as I did. But I, but again, when I started, I felt as if I should have got attention from all seven confidence and you know, I should have been, gotten phone calls from Barack and saying, dude, how do you never repeat a joke? You know, how are you doing? How are you doing that after four years? How do you create all that material? How are you televising it, advertising it, marketing it? How are you editing it? Um, I, I, I felt as if that could have added so much more because you were saying, you know, people are, I just care about followers, but when they see somebody that as a one man show and actually is directing and um, starring in it, um, People should have more clout. There should be more reverence so people can say, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should do it the way that Ramsey's doing it instead of saying, oh, well, you know, we're going to, you know, be we're going to go out from a crooked angle and just, you know, use our and pull some strings and increase some palms. It's like, yeah, but then you then you realize why nobody's laughing. Then you realize why you go on Letterman and nothing happens. You know, you get no reaction. It's like because you don't deserve it. You know, and, and I. I really wish I would have went longer and uh, and, and blazed more of a trail and um, and reached more people to show people that you know hard work pays off. But I don't know somewhere I made a mistake, and I'm pretty sure it's because I got met other comedians and I didn't get along. Well, it's a very wonderful insight that you have, and we are almost out of time. So, where can our viewers and our listeners find you? Well, thanks so much. I really, really needed that. Um, so yeah, I mean, just never repeat a joke. Uh, it's on any 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 handle um, that you could think of, Snap or Insta or um, Twitter. Um, oh, never repeat a joke. Got deleted off Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but but the, the hashtag is still there, and um, the the website and the the TV show on on YouTube. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today. And for our viewers and our listeners, happy viewing.